the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ooh. Welcome. Hello. Happy, uh, what is it, Martin Luther King Day. Nobody talks about Martin Luther King Day anymore. They take the day off, but Martin Luther King is not as cool as he used to be, according to the uh, the powers that be, the establishment, the woke left. Uh, they don't dig all that stuff about uh, content of one's character trumping the color of one's skin. Uh, we'll be talking about MLK today. Also, all right, the Iowa caucus is, they're not voting yet. They vote tonight. I get it. It's cold in Iowa, all right? Okay, it's very, very cold, brutally cold. All their, you know, they're tap dancing because nothing really is going to happen until tonight. I think 7 o'clock Iowa time. Is that an hour behind us? I've been to Iowa once. Uh, I must say the place is, uh, well, um, uh, how do I say this? It smelled. <laughs> it's, I was there in the in the heart of the summertime and it smelled like uh you know the treatment that they put on the on the farms right i mean it smelled like manure and everywhere i went it smelled like yeah that stuff it really was let me out of this place and i asked uh, you know nobody really seemed to think it was a big deal other than me and uh but i'm sure it's a great place well actually <laughs> Not real. I don't. I don't have to pretend I like Iowa, right? Everybody else does. I don't have to pretend. I'm not going back. Um, Ron DeSantis is probably going to come in. Well, we don't know. Second or third place. If he comes in third place, the prognosticators. The again, what does the establishment know? Look, I'm all for Trump. If Trump wins 50 percent or more of the vote, the insiders are saying mm, that's that could be it. That's a really big deal. At least it won't make make much of a difference whether Nikki Haley is in second place or DeSantis is in second place. But overall, DeSantis is kind of like a dead man walking. Sorry, he doesn't look like a winner right now. And um, I think I know the moment he lost not only Iowa, but just all credibility, not only as a presidential candidate, but maybe even as a man. I'm sorry. All right. He got endorsed by Kim Reynolds. The governor of Iowa. I guess that's a big deal in Iowa. Is it really a big deal in Iowa? I mean, are people passionate about their governor? They were telling me, though, this is a really important endorsement. And then they show up at that silly Iowa State Fair where we literally judge candidates based on how they eat the damn corn dog. You know, we have one hell of a stupid system in picking a president. You know, we literally pick them at the circus. And Donald Trump said, "To hell with your circus! I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my own show over here." He did what the uh, all the experts said, "Don't do." I mean, he didn't put on fake jeans. He didn't wear a flannel shirt. He flew into that Iowa State Fair with a helicopter, with his own helicopter. And he gave little kids rides. It was so cool. Anyway, I think this is the moment where everything changed for Ron DeSantis. Okay, he's sitting next to Kim. This is in the middle of the summer, but I knew it was over. It was time to write his political obituary, and he doesn't say a word. He's being heckled, and they're shouting him down, and they're saying, Trump, 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 Trump. And uh, this is how Kim Reynolds tries to restore order right in front of Ron DeSantis. The last one, please. You know what? We're in Iowa, and in Iowa, we're Iowa nice. So let's give everybody the opportunity to hear candidates. So we'll stop. We'll stop until you do. But we're all going to have an opportunity to hear from each and every candidate. That's what we've been doing. So, okay. Okay. 
Oh, my, how did she ever get elected anything? Who could just shut her up? Iowa nice? What is Iowa nice? What is that? Uh, uh, all right, so after this, uh, look, I don't know. I don't like to play the prediction game. I hope he wins 51%. I'm actually, even though, even though Trump is a truth social, a couple of nasty things about Vivek Ramaswamy, I still like Vivek. People tell me, don't trust that guy. He's too slick. We don't know enough about him, but I, I don't believe he's faking it. Then again, it's also pointed out to me, why is that guy trending all the time on social media? When Trump is shadow banned, everybody's shadow banned, I'm shadow banned, but big tech seems to have rallied behind this guy. Why is that? One of, one of their own? He's not actually a technology guy. He's more of a, well, nobody really knows how he made his money, but it doesn't have to do with tech. It's more bi, well, I guess it's biotech. And somehow, if you're smart enough, you know, even, even if your company goes bust, you can figure out a way to make a lot of money. And he did. Good for him. I like him. We'll see what happens. It would be great if he came in second place because that would mean the end of Nikki Haley. I mean, we can't let her get any closer. And I'm sick and tired of people saying, well, she'd be a great vice president. No, she would not be. Uh, you can't trust her. She was lobbying Trump to become vice president. She wanted Mike Pence to be dropped at the 2020 convention. Look, she swore up and down she wouldn't run against Trump, and she did. Uh, same thing for DeSantis. Disloyal. We know it. This guy deserves it. And who cares if he didn't go to all 99 counties? And Ron DeSantis runs around the state saying, I've been to all 99 counties. Most people in Iowa can't name all 99 counties. I live in New York State. You know how many counties we have? Um, 63. I just looked it up. 63. How many counties can you? I can name Nassau, Suffolk, the city, Westchester, Putnam, and then it gets very, very vague. Okay, does that mean I'm less of a New Yorker? The people upstate can't name all the. Nobody can name 99 counties or 63 counties. Let me think. I can actually name a couple of more. There's Columbia County. There's Wyoming County. There's Delaware County. There's Broome County. I lived in Broome County. That's the only reason why I know. And the Delaware County, actually Delaware County, New York, I think is bigger than Delaware, the state. Thanks a lot, Delaware. Joe Biden is on you. All right, so we will wait until tonight. Uh, Trump had a great rally yesterday at, uh, well, it wasn't really a rally. It was more of a personal appearance. And one thing I want to do is you got to, I encourage everybody to sit through these things and listen to all of them. They're fascinating. You learn a lot. And he talks substance. You know, people say, well, it's all insults. It's all uh, jokes. No, it's not. He is more substantive, 10 times more substantive than, than Joe Biden. Yes. They're long and he can veer from topic to topic. He can switch from substance to something kind of funny to something, you know, just fascinating, a sidebar. He's, yeah, all over the place, but it is compelling and you don't get bored. You get, and that's kind of, that's a big chunk of the battle. It really is to hold people's interest. Um, and he does it and we already know he doesn't have to go to 99 counties. We trust him. We know who he is. Hey, stop everything. Israel has been attacked again. Israel has been attacked again. More terrorist attacks in Israel. Uh, Palestinian uh, fanatics ramming civilians over there with their cars. Is that what happened? And that is so ugly. I'm going to get more details here. But I'll say this, you know, there's more. Do you remember those miners in Chile? Remember those guys? who were trapped underground for a long time. The whole world was like, oh, my God, will they be saved? I was, too. I wanted them to be saved. They were down there for a couple of weeks. 
and they came up with this really interesting apparatus to get him out, and that was great. Uh, do you remember the uh, the Boy Scouts from Thailand who went swimming, and then the, there was a flood, and they were stuck in the cave, and they sent scuba divers in there, and they oh, it was the most amazing rescue mission in the world. The whole world, the whole planet was on the edge of their seat. Will they be rescued? And it was beautiful when they were rescued, just like it was beautiful when those guys got out of that hole in Chile. But what I'm not seeing is really hardly any concern about the hostages who are kept by Hamas right now. We have a terrorist. These are terrorist goons. They took women and children hostage. And you got people out there actually rooting for the terrorists. You know, could you imagine um, those Thailand Boy Scout swimmers? Uh, they get trapped in the cave and I'm rooting for the water. Right. Or you're you're rooting for uh, the cave to collapse in Chile on all those guys. Can you imagine rooting for the other side? No, but they're rooting for the captors here. Maybe you saw over the weekend, the New York Post had an update on that beautiful girl. The one I saw abducted off the they put her on a motorcycle. She was absolutely terrified and they drove off with her. It looks like she's still alive, but there's a really. I don't know, kind of creepy message from them suggesting that they may not. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. Listen to this. Two Palestinians launched a coordinated pair of car rammings on Monday in an Israeli city popular with Americans, killing an elderly woman and injuring 17 others. This is the post. The two suspects were arrested after the terror attacks in Ranana, that's north of Tel Aviv, violence that left at least seven children and teenagers among the injured. Uh, the suspects were Ahmad Zidat, 25 years old, and Mahmoud Zidat, 44 years old, both residents of the southern West Bank town of Bani Nam. Uh, they were black. Oh, gosh, you know, car rammings occurred just as students were being dismissed from schools. Thanks, guys. The suspects went out together and in parallel to two different locations, took two cars and launched a series of rammings. And I'm looking at the aftermath right here. Looks like they took a Toyota, a Toyota Tercel, to kill innocent and old, an old lady. My God, these people are animals. And I want complete and total victory over Hamas. And I think that we should all care, don't you? How many terrorists, how many terrorists, uh, how many of our hostages are being held? I don't know. I, I, I don't know, actually. Is it 100, 140? Let's go through it. Hamas teases fate of three hostages, including Noah Argamani, in disturbing propaganda video. Hamas released a video Sunday of three Israeli captives, including Nova Rave attendee Noah Argamani, who became the face of the hostage crisis after footage showed her being dragged off on a motorcycle. The video included the disturbing teaser, Tomorrow We Will Inform You of Their Fate. Well, tomorrow is uh, today. I haven't heard anything. Let's see. I haven't heard much about them in general. Hey, the Iranian hostages, uh, our Americans, when they were held by Iran, remember that? Remember Ted Koppel's daily show? Everybody in Israel is talking about this, and the world is somehow oblivious. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Well, anti-Semitism is uh, still a thing. It rages like crazy all over the world. Um and that has been the number one eye-opener for me of the past, I guess, I, I don't know. I mean, 
five years. I've never, 10 years, I'd never had any idea. I grew up in the 70s and the 80s. Everybody understood the Holocaust was an abomination. It, uh, we learned about it. We, we never again, never again, never again, right? That was the big message. Never again. And it seemed to me like a no brainer. Um, but here it is again. And not only against Jews, you know, there's genocide, there's genocide in Africa, kind of like a daily occurrence. Never again, never again. You know, some of that stuff we can't get in the middle of was the Houthis, not the, not the terrorist Houthis, but the other, no, the Hutus, the Hutus and the Tutsis. The Tutsis don't like the Hutus. The Hutus don't like the Tutsis. That brought on the Rwanda genocide. And the world just kind of, you know, stands by and, and watches. I mean, some of this stuff, I guess, what? I mean, we can't send troops over there, can we? Can you figure out what's going on in Central Africa? Can we? I don't know. I, I don't know. That's Some people point out, well, maybe there's a, is it a race factor? Is that why there isn't more interest? Maybe there's something to that. I don't think so. I think it's the complexity, and I also think it's the frequency. Things are happening there a lot more than they... I mean, that's kind of, I mean, it's almost like a way of life on that continent. I'm sorry, but the, just the war-torn uh, history. Now, they will often blame the uh, colonial Europeans for doing that. And maybe there is some to blame to go around there. Because the story goes, we carved up Africa in like an arbitrary way that wasn't, that did not take into account tribes. I'm looking at Nikki Haley. She's having too much fun. She's like, she can taste it. And it's fine. It's fine to have fun. It's fine to be passionate. But I see her as like, I could, I'm going to win this thing. I could win it. And I don't know. I see dollar signs in her eyes. Have you seen her house? Did you see that hideous house? This woman has no taste whatsoever. Saddam Hussein has a more elegant dwelling than she does. She makes a little bit of money and goes bananas, spending it all over the place. And Trump said again yesterday, and a lot of folks don't know this. I don't know why they don't make a bigger deal out of it. Um, Nikki Haley only has the, had the job at the UN because Trump gave her the job because he wanted to make way for his friend, Lieutenant Governor McMaster, who is now the governor. He wanted, he wanted to help McMaster. He wanted to pay him back, uh, for all the work he had done for, uh, Trump. And, um, so he wanted to become governor. They got rid of Nikki Haley. Uh, hey, how about politics? Marco Rubio just endorsed Trump. Good for him. But I do remember vividly that Nikki Haley endorsed Marco Rubio uh, just before Marco Rubio went down. But uh, I give him credit. You know, I mean, OK, you endorse me. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean we're friends for life. That's politics. Be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, hold on a second. What the hell is this? I'm sorry. I know it sounds like the Honeymooners. Forgive me. I found this clip. It sounds... That's not the Honeymooner clip. That's not what was on Channel 11 after Star Trek all those years. They got different versions of them all over the place. The Honeymooners, huh? One of the... Probably the greatest show ever made. Ever, ever, ever made. Uh, you may have heard that Joyce Randolph is dead at the age of 99. She uh, played Trixie, of course. Trixie Norton, and um, wow, she's gone. And I, I was just thinking about her the other day. I was thinking about her, when was that? It's uh, Saturday. I was walking around Central Park with my wife, and um, 
I saw the building where she lived. It's on Central Park West. I actually went there one time, not to not to see her. I was walking in the neighborhood, and I had determined I'm a honeymooner maniac. I've also been to 328 Chauncey Street in Brooklyn to see Ralph Cramden's boyhood home. I mean, Jackie Gleason's boyhood home, same difference. And um, the doorman knew all about her, said she was a very nice lady. Um, and she leaves behind one son. Uh, let's see, who's that? Uh, Randy, Randy Charles. She married a very uh, successful businessman from Philadelphia. He died in 1997, and she lived over there on the Upper West Side. I got to interview her once. I can't find the interview, unfortunately. It's, uh, but Rosanna and I did it, and I did a whole, we did a whole skit first, and I played, what did I play? I played Jackie Gleason. Mike Woods played Norton. Uh, Rosanna played Audrey Meadows, Alice. And Trixie was played by Joyce Randolph herself. And she phoned in, and we had a very nice time. Um, she is gone, and uh, there's nothing we can do about it. What a great, big, long life. Hey, do we have that clip? Oh, good. What the hell? This is from the uh, the episode, I think, where, where the wives get mad at the husbands. No, <laughs> they're all like that. Oh, this is where they go to see Bert Wiedemeyer over at his house, but this is when they get busted coming home late. Go ahead. That's her. Come on upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fins, 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 Trixie, fins. I'm guilty. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll explain this whole thing, Trixie. But first, I'd like to get Alice out here. <laughs> Alice, sweetheart, do you mind coming out? Oh, I'm warning you, this had better be good. There's nothing to worry about. Trixie again. Nothing to worry about. Alice, Trixie, I, I would like to say a few words on behalf of Ralph and myself. We admit that it was wrong that we come home at 2 a.m. this morning, and we came home uh, late last night, uh, Friday night ditto, and Thursday night when uh, we were playing. Uh, oh, what's that? <laughs> Norton is trying to tell you, girls. All right, so they come up with that whole scheme to go over to impress Bert Wiedemeyer, and they're going to flatter the wife, and it made the it made the girls feel very bad, but Ralph came through in the end. Rest in peace, uh, Trixie. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hamas has revealed that two of the three hostages from the terror group's latest propaganda video have been killed. Why would that be, Hamas? Did you kill them yourselves? Did you not take adequate care of them? Did you uh, not remove them from the battle space as you are obliged to do? Well, if any civilized uh, military organization uh, is obliged to do. Unbelievable. All right. All right. I got to switch, though, to Iowa and beyond. We're joined by the legendary pollster John McLaughlin. He was key in getting Trump into the White House and uh, is helping trying to get him back into the White House. John McLaughlin, welcome back. How are you? I'm good, Greg. I guess legend- legendary means old. So, by the way, since you good. graduated for. You're good. Yeah, well, You're good. 
Yeah, well, you graduated Fordham in the 21st century. I graduated Fordham in the 20th century. So you think but, I'm that uh, young, do you? <laughs> I'm yeah. not that 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 uh, no, 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 I'm back in the 90s. But listen to me. Uh, well, let me listen to you. What's going to happen in Iowa? Well, uh, the variable today is weather. It is freezing cold, polar vortex. However, Trump voters are more likely to show up. They they you know all these media polls have. Uh, have Trump ahead at the stage in, in Iowa. And, you know, no one's ever won Iowa by more than 12 points. Dole won it in 88, 12 points. And in uh, 2000, Bush won it by 11. I was working for Steve Forbes then. and uh, But that was considered, those were considered big victories. You know, and today it, it looks, it's a you know, the real contest is how much does Trump win by? And anything, you know, 15, 20 points, over 20 points is a historic win. And uh, uh, and and the battle is for a distant second place between Haley and uh, DeSantis. And I thought Nikki Haley hurt herself with that debate against DeSantis. I mean, she was really nasty, kept calling him a liar. And it was about things that she said on videotape where she was talking about cutting Social Security, raising the age, or she was opposing Trump on the border wall and terrorist ban and she was uh taxes she'd been for taxes and uh so uh, and she was also for you know you don't can't call illegals uh legal aliens uh, uh criminals et cetera even if they are criminals and uh so so that that battle for second place you know you might get to Santa's might be able to eke her out because his people may be more likely to show up but uh there's a ton of money going into Iowa and New Hampshire for Nikki Haley, and DeSantis has said he's going to skip New Hampshire and go to South Carolina. But if he comes in third, that won't be good for him. And uh, All right, well, what about this? If Trump gets 50% of the vote, I'm hearing some of these guys on TV say it doesn't matter who comes in second place. If he gets 50% in this kind of field, look at how they started. Look, at, and That would just be such a blowout, it really wouldn't even matter who comes in second place. Is that true? Um. Well, it would be great, and uh, you know the, the bare variable right now is you have below zero temperatures out there in Iowa. I mean, New York, we're getting a little panicked that we might have an inch of snow tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> and then, but but it's like in Iowa, they're kind of used to it. And the Trump people are more likely to uh, to show up. Last weekend, I was out there with President Trump. I flew out to go to the rallies with him on Friday and Saturday, and on the last rally in Clinton, Iowa. Ironically, Clinton, Iowa. We were trying to go from Newton, Iowa, which is near Des Moines, to Clinton. And the corporate jet that we had to t- get into the smaller airports uh, malfunctioned, so we had to drive back to Des Moines. Oh my get President goodness! Trump's pl- right, get President Trump's plane, get back to uh, Deadhead in uh, uh, Quad Cities, bring it back there in Quad Cities, which is Moline, Illinois. Drive down to Clinton along the Mississippi there. And people there, over 3,000 people, a packed gym who had started showing up at 10 in the morning, waited for us even though we were four hours late. We got there at 7.30, and President Trump spoke for an hour and a half. He, You know, his, some of his advisors were like, oh, you won't be able to get out, and you know, the pl- pilot needs a rest, et cetera. Trump said, if these voters are coming for me and they're waiting for me, I'm coming. 
And he did, and he was fantastic, and they loved it. But they waited four hours. You know, one of his keys, he, I believe, he genuinely loves people. He really is interested in them, and he also learns a lot from them. You know, he, uh, nobody can read a room like Trump. I, I, I really feel like he, nobody can read a room, nobody can read America, nobody can read the moment like him. And this helps him, this kind of exposure, whereas the other politicians, you know, they're just kind of, Sometimes they're just going through the motions. DeSantis does not like this part of Bala. He doesn't like it. He'd just rather be in a room with books or something. I don't know. I mean, that's fine, but he's just not cut out for this. Trump loves it, and the people love him. And what's worse is in Iowa, you got these small businesses, and you got these small farmers, and you got working Americans who are they want him back because they're getting killed right now. Inflation is too high. Uh, the stuff with illegal immigration is not good, even in Iowa, just like in New York, it's a top issue. And in New Hampshire, it's a top issue. So the the tough part, we we got to get through today, win it by as much as we can in spite of the bad weather. Then we pivot and go to New Hampshire, and it was it's going to be a two-way race against us and Nikki Haley. And uh, Nikki Haley's getting help from these Biden Democrats, these Biden billionaires like Reid Hoffman. They're trying – because – New Hampshire is different where you can actually get independents who are behavioral Democrats to come into the Republican primary. And there's evidence they're doing that uh, where, where you know, Trump's winning two to one, three to one with the Republican registered voters in New Hampshire. But among the independents, these published polls have us down 10 points. But the, these Biden supporters are trying to create an ambush there. They're coming in to vote for Haley. They don't care that she says the age of Social Security is way too long. Wait, hold on a second. Now, why Why are they doing that? Why are the Democrats, if the Democrats, some polls suggest that Nikki Haley does better against Biden, what, what is their motivation, just to kill Trump? Yeah, Trump's beating Joe Biden in all the battleground states. You go on the Real Clear Politics website, he's beating him, he's beating him straight up head-to-head nationally, electoral landslide. Nikki Haley cites one outlier poll that said she was up December 4th by 17 points. Since then, she's crashed like a rock over the over the month of December because people know she's flip flopped on taxes. They know she supports a twenty three percent national sales tax. They know that she would cut the uh, cut Social Security colas, and she says the age of retirement is way too low. She's also opposed Trump on the border wall, the terrorist ban, and she'd be for amnesty for illegals. So that's why you have Americans for Prosperity, which is Charles Koch group spending tens of millions trying to get elected because. She's for free trade with China. She thinks that's a great idea, send jobs to China. So that whole D.C. establishment is banking on her creating an ambush in New Hampshire, which only helps Joe Biden. So the polls that recently out in the national polls that have her losing, like you had on January 2nd, she was losing by five points in the YouGov economist poll to Joe Biden. Trump was winning. Hmm. You have uh, – uh, there was another poll, Rasmussen, Rasmussen reports last week, the end of last week, Trump up eight over Joe Biden in a poll. Hey, with all, the these meantime, great poll, with all these great polls, is he thinking about, I, I, I know he's thinking about a vice president. Is he thinking about his cabinet? Is he really, I know he doesn't want to jinx it, but this is a very unique position to be in. He's already been president. How much is he thinking of staffing, you know, uh, once he gets there? It's something that uh, he, last time he didn't do until after he won. What do you think? Oh, he's definitely thinking about it because he's he's definitely learned. But in the meantime, the first thing is we have to win these. We have to win in Iowa today. We got to win in New Hampshire, and then we got to win in Nevada and South Carolina. So he's focused on that. 
In the meantime, he's talking to smart people like Larry Kudlow's a friend. Larry Kudlow was a great economic advisor for him. He's, he's talking to him about economic growth plans. He's talking to Steve Moore. Steve Moore helped him. He's talking to other people like he has an America First Policy Institute where you have General Kellogg and other defense experts in there. But he's not going to talk about who's going to get what until, until we win in November. I mean, yeah. Uh, the name of the game is he'll be a better president, without a doubt. I mean, you can see if you watched the town hall last week, um, you know, we were we were when we were going back and forth to Iowa, we were talking about uh, the questions that could come up and the policies that would come up. And what he's really upset about is Biden has reversed a lot of his successful policies where you now have you now have bad inflation that's hurting working Americans when he had no inflation. Uh, and you also had economic growth because of his tax cuts. The Democrats are going to, twenty by coincidence, the Trump tax cuts expire in January 2025. He's, if he doesn't win the election, everybody's taxes are going up, and the economic growth in the United States will go into negative range if we don't if we haven't hit a recession already. That's what he's talking about. You know, he doesn't want to be Herbert Hoover because Joe Biden will be Herbert Hoover if he if he gets reelected or any Democrat. So, John McLaughlin, you're at McLaughlin and Associates. You can go to McLaughlinOnline.com. Now, you're the CEO. Your brother Jim is the president. Uh, So who who outranks who with the CEO or the president? Uh, We're we're partners. We're brothers. Uh, I'm older. He's the younger, better-looking, more likable brother, but... (laughs) I've been around longer, so I got more scars. So, but it's a partnership. We, we, we uh, and you're only as good as the people you work for. And we've been fortunate to work for Donald Trump since his first campaign for president back in 2015. And uh, it's our job. We got to get him. We got to get him elected again because uh, there's so much at stake. You look what's gone on. I used to work for BB in all his elections. BB Netanyahu would have never happened if if Trump was president. Everybody knows that, never. right? Right, Iran would be broke, and they would be—they <laughs> wouldn't have had the money to spend on terrorists. It's sad. It's terrible. It's tragic. And uh, you look at what's gone on in Ukraine. Putin would have never gone in Ukraine if, if Trump was president. Say so you got Nikki Haley. She's like, give them all money. It's, it's more endless wars. I mean, yeah. it's like we got to stop these endless wars and just get back into making America strong. And if our enemies don't respect us, uh, you know, let them fear us. So, uh, you know, who loves fighting just, endless wars, people who have never been to war. <laughs> they, they are the ones who are most enthusiastic about them. John McLaughlin, we thank you so much. Keep up the great work. And this could be a spectacular night, followed by many, many more for Donald Trump. Thank you. So glad you're on his team. Tell our friends and family in, in Iowa to get out. Get out tonight. Brave the cold. But it's uh, if they can brave that cold, it would be great for America. All right. That would be Thank great. You. Friends and fa- I wish I had friends and family in Iowa. I, I don't know. I don't, but uh, hey, uh, good people there, right? Right, of course. Uh, thank you, John. Thank you. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. i got to admit, I didn't really understand these accusations against, excuse me, Fannie Willis, the DA in Atlanta. I knew she was having an affair with some other lawyer, but I'm like, okay, they met at the office. That happens. Uh, no, it's um, it's much deeper than that. All kinds of, why did she hire this guy with no experience, the amount of money she paid him, and she probably got some of that money herself. And here's Fannie Willis. Yeah, she's going to say, oh, they're blaming, 
They say I'm playing the race card as she's playing the race card. She goes to church and she's looking for some sort of sympathy here. This is Fannie Willis, the DA, with another non-denial denial. Cut 15. And I hired one black man, another superstar, a great friend, and a great lawyer. Oh, Lord, they're going to be mad when I call them out on this nonsense. First thing they say, oh, she's going to play the race card now. But no, God, isn't it them who's playing the race card when they only question one? Isn't it them playing the race card when they constantly think, I need someone from some other jurisdiction in some other state to tell me how to do a job I've been doing almost 30 years. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. She hired this guy, her boyfriend, who's never tried a felony case. He's not a superstar. He only hired, <laughs> he has no qualifications. Got all kinds of attorneys on her staff, but she makes special arrangements to hire this guy who she happens to be dating, who happens to be married, and she stands with them when they have the nerve to arrest President Trump. Remember, that's the mugshot. That's when he had to show up and actually get his uh, picture taken. Um, it's all being it's all being discovered, isn't it? Dwight, hello, where are you? Dwight? Hello? All right, never mind. Uh, let's try Robert. Hello. Suffolk County somewhere. Hey, Greg. Hey, let me uh, I'll tell you that uh, I heard Vivek Ramaswamy on uh, the Roger Stone show yesterday. And, yeah, yeah. He sounded a lot different than he does during the campaign trail. Actually, I, I kind of liked him a bit more. Well, what do these? How sounded, do you, what, what do these sound like? What's different about him? He sounded very smart and intelligent. He's smart very and intelligent calm. on the campaign trail. He doesn't come off like an idiot. He's he's brilliant. I've never. I, I don't know. I'm surprised to hear you say that. So, okay, he's smart. Why do I have this note? Every time you call, they say you want to know something about what a full bird colonel is. What's that all about? What do you? Is that genuinely something you want to know? Yeah, because I've heard the expression, but no one ever told me what it is. I mean, uh, I I would guess that a full bird colonel commands a air wing, and uh, no, someone does in not. Your no, 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 no. A full bird colonel is an O six, and uh, we call him a full bird because he gets an eagle. The rank insignia for a uh, full colonel is an eagle, i.e., full bird. Uh, for a lieutenant colonel, also known as a light colonel, it is a silver oak leaf. Um, and uh, so that's the story there, all right? So sometimes when you're a lieutenant colonel, you can drop the lieutenant part. Just call yourself a colonel. People do that. I've been known to do that, um, and that's actually okay. But uh, you are technically an 05, and when you get to be 06, like my dad did in the reserves, you get a full eagle, and it's very, very good looking. Uh, let's uh, Nate, hello. Hello, uh, Greg. How are you? I uh, just want to clear something up really quick before I get to my comment. On Friday, when I said that you need hey, to Nate, get over... Hey, Nate, I uh, don't want to talk about Friday. What is your comment about today? Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, basically, with regard to gun violence uh, in New York City, listen, the only way we're going to combat gun violence and other violent crime is for decent, law-abiding citizens to be allowed to keep and maintain their own firearms. Most of the gun control legislation, not just in New York City, but across in most urban Democrat-run cities, is illegal. 
It doesn't do anything to do to diminish violent crime in the uh, in the cities. Why? Because primarily it, it impacts people who obey the law. Since when? I criminals? agree, Nate. You're right. You're absolutely right. Thank you for the call. Hey, it was 15 years ago that Sully Sullenberger landed on the Hudson River. Is that 15 years ago today? I remember that well, that U.S. Air Flight. He was on his way to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. What could be more humdrum than a U.S. Air Flight on a weekday afternoon from LaGuardia to Charlotte? Well, everything changed. I mean, it was the freakiest of all accidents. My goodness gracious, freakiest. They hit a flock of birds, a dual engine failure. Dual engine failure, that is next to impossible, but it happened. Those great big Canada goose or Canada geese went down the engine. The engine seized both of them. And uh, he was basically over the Bronx when that happened. And he made a left turn. Some people say he should have flown all the way to Teterboro. I don't think you're deadheaded all the way to Teterboro. I think you'd take it over the water. I definitely, I think he did the right thing. It's a total miracle. But, but there's a big but here. You know what doesn't get enough credit? The plane. <laughs> the plane itself. This, the Airbus. Um, some guy explained it to me like the way that thing could glide. It's like it's an unbelievable uh, kind of feat in engineering. And Sully, uh, what was that guy's name? Langavisha. Some reporter, he writes a lot for the New Yorker magazine. Langavisha actually kind of said that Sully was taking a bit too much credit. But, hey, uh, he was the guy. It was his decision. And he landed in the drink, as we used to call it in the military, the drink. And, um, and everybody made it out alive. My dad was on duty that day. And actually um, met with Sully that very day. He said he saw this very kind of refined, um, distinguished-looking gentleman standing off to the side in the terminal, in the ferry terminal. You know, they brought him all to the New York side, the ferry terminal. And uh, my dad went over to him and, uh, like, you know, shook his hand with one and, like, kind of, like, with his left hand grabbed his arm. You know, hey, how are you? And the only sign that he had been in the water was his he felt that he his sleeve was wet <laughs> he had been in the water but he didn't look like he was in the water he's a very refined guy what was the name of that movie sully by clint eastwood pretty good movie sully um what a what a guy all right let's do one more um what is this did he call back i don't know if i want to talk to him all right dwight did you figure out your system what's going on yeah, how you doing, Greg? What's in the name? I have took a lot of heat with a name like Dwight as a kid. Well, you know what Nikki Haley's That's a great name, name Dwight. I thought Dwight Eisenhower. They made fun of you for being Dwight. What kind of – wow. That's, oh, cool. that... When I was a kid, I'm a senior citizen now, Greg. I know, but Dwight, I, I mean, I'm surprised that even happened. I mean, when you were a kid, people knew Dwight Eisenhower still. Dwight Chapin, yeah, Dwight Chapin, the great White House aide to Richard Nixon. Dwight Dwight, the school. Dwight is a great name. I'm sorry they put you through that. Um, so what's up? I'm damn proud of my name now. And do you know what Nikki Haley's real name is? It's like uh, it's an Indian name, Narama Hama something. No. Um, Nimar- Nimarada yeah. Nikki Randhawa uh, Haley. All right. Nimarada, I was close. Name? Well, if somebody called you a Karen or a Kevin, what would that imply? Uh that really Nimrod really means a great hunter. But if somebody called you a Nimrod, what would that imply? Wait a second, Nimrod. Who's calling you? A, her name is a Nimrod. I don't know what you're talking about, but thank you. Um, yeah, they try to say a Kevin is a male Karen, white guy. But what about Kevin Hart? It doesn't work.